Hey friends, Ellie here, and welcome to the Come and See podcast. This is a place where we'll gather to hear the real life stories of individuals from all around the globe. We'll talk about what it looks like for us to be transformed and renewed by Jesus while practically living out our faith. So no matter who you are, whether you're a college student chilling in your dorm, a parent trying to navigate nap time, or an employee waiting for the workday to end, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee, take a seat, and come and see. Friends, faith comes by hearing. And I'm so excited for today's episode because we often talk about on the podcast and in this past season on what it looks like to practically live out our faith. But it's important to understand that faith comes by hearing. And so when we're speaking the good news of Jesus, that has power. And so our guest on today's episode is someone who understands it. He is, in fact, a podcast host. He's a spoken word artist. He's a black campus minister, and he works with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. He's a husband, and he is a strong follower of Jesus. He is someone who understands that our words matter, and not just that they carry significance and importance, but that what we say can give life. And so I am so grateful because even on his own podcast, Art from Debris, it is clear that he is speaking the good news of Jesus. And he is creating a space for other people to talk about real topics, issues, and conversations that need to happen. But not just he's not just hosting these conversations to have them, but rather he's hosting these conversations to point to the same thing we are, to point back to the good news of Jesus. And I am so grateful that he has given us his time, that he has given us his wisdom and his words and his perspective, because I certainly have left impacted and encouraged to continue to follow Jesus in practical ways. And so without any more of an introduction, please welcome our amazing guest and friend, Brad Everett. Yeah, I, you know, I, I work as the, as working as the uh, National Associate Director for Black Campus Ministries within the varsity. Um, uh, right now, in this season, my days are filled with planning a conference. Um, it's filled with uh, um, collaborating with staff across the, the country to, um, to develop resources. So that's probably the biggest thing that I'm doing right now is that I'm trying to develop specific resources um, to help uh, Black staff around the country do ministry better. So that's, that's, that's fun to do that, uh, yeah. to focus in on that. I'm sure. And has it changed with both, I mean, the world changing? Does it look yeah. different for, yeah, during the pandemic and now? It looks much different. Um, there's a specific type of pastoral care um, that folk need because they are not coming into contact with people. Yes. As, as so we see faces on screens but we just we don't we, we're not coming into contact with people so that's that's tough um and so when folk have to actually do work tasks um and a lot of staff around the country are you know um uh leading ministries um and so those ministries include volunteers staff peers include students uh, uh and so that that just brings with to, to to do the work that it takes to do good ministry, 
um, but then also not have the touch points that you usually have. You know, it's changed. The way we live has changed. And so um, uh, I work on different, it's been cool to work on different uh, projects and be on different teams to kind of think about how do we care for folk? What do we need to give them? How do we need to help them rest? How do we need to help them uh, uh, change the way they do their work? So yeah, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I mean, it's cool to hear how even in the midst of so much change, like you're still, yeah, you're still like showing Jesus and still pursuing him as a community. And you mentioned how it was across the nation. How cool is that? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The good thing is that the Holy Spirit never used uh, a cell phone, didn't never had to use a cell phone. So the Holy Spirit yes. still, still moving and we're just trying to figure out what is he doing and how is he connecting us and how can we lean into that? So, yeah. Whoa, I love that. That's awesome. I wish somebody told me that, uh, or just made it plain, maybe I'll say it like that, that Jesus never ascribed to any one denomination, one kind of like he had a way about him. And we, and this is not a this is not a slight at denominations or movements yeah. is that we express our you know our devotion to him communally in different ways uh but god uh you know when he looks down from heaven when he looks down at us what does he see like he's trying to see how are my children doing how is the world doing how are my children loving um in that in that place so that that i, I wish somebody had to open that up for me yeah. Um, I was raised um, pretty traditional church and for better, or for worse, not to nobody's fault, but you come out of that thinking a certain way about yeah. the gospel, about Jesus, about the Bible. Um, and you, and you know, you have your hangups with what you think is Christianity, but Christianity really is, really is your version of Christianity that you've experienced. So yeah, um, yeah I wish somebody had to, had to explain to me like, Hey, like God is, is bigger than all this stuff. And you should investigate that. That's really interesting because I know in my own life, I remember just experiencing a different like culture and way of worship that was to the mm -hmm. same God, like same Holy Spirit, same Jesus. Yeah. And I remember my mind just being, I couldn't even comprehend it, but I was like, whoa, like in this moment, I'm singing a different <laughs> language, but we're both like talking to yeah. the exact same God who knows both of our needs. I, I have my like lordship, like the guy like god telling me to take him seriously i had a, i had that experience uh in south africa it's like mm -hmm. after my freshman year of college he yeah. god was like hey what are you doing and, and that that trip it was a missions trip but mm -hmm. it was just so impactful because you know i was in south african churches where they would dance uh as like it was part of their culture yes. and so it was part of their service and their worship to God it was the first time I was ever in a church service and it was like and now this is set the part of church where we dance yes. so get out of get it get out of your seat and dance I was like yeah what? <laughs> yes, I love dancing. Like, uh, let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I just yeah it, and it, it makes God so it, my view of God became much bigger because yeah. of that yeah, I would say that we need those experiences because it puts us in our place in this like beautiful 
freeing way I would say from my perspective and then it's also just encouraging to see how other people around the world are still pursuing Jesus so it's hopeful yes yeah so one thing that I have noticed from listening to both your podcast and I know that you spoke at Ambition Conference which I was a part of through InterVarsity and same for you is that the way in which you talk about both Jesus and even honest situations is one with mm -hmm. humility. And I remember watching a clip of just you speaking and sharing your story. And I thought like the way in which you live and speak is one that is humble. Mm -hmm. And that is honestly something I don't see very much, at least within the college atmosphere. And it's not necessarily mm -hmm. in a harmful way to like other people saying, oh, everyone's walking around prideful. But there is this mentality to like create your own destiny, like create your own path. Yeah, and so yeah. one thing that I would love to speak on is humility, because I believe that you represent what it looks like to live humbly, do it well. <laughs> oh, well, one, thank you for that. Those, those, those compliments. I think the way in which I, I think about humility and try to live into it because of the way I think about and live into humility, I never think I'm a, a humble person. Yeah. <laughs> so even to hear somebody talk, to hear you say some of these, I'm like, oh, that's surprising. <laughs> I, I, I always feel like I got work to do. Um, yeah. In terms of this culture, no. The, I mean, I, of course, now, when we think about the complexity of culture, because there's a bunch of different cultures yes. around the globe, but the culture yes. we're in. So if yeah. we're going to talk about the U.S. and and even like mainstream culture yeah. that we are highly like we live in it. So we're in it. We're mm -hmm. in the world. Um, that culture uh, is no, it's not. It's not a. It's not necessarily humble. Um, not one of humility. I mean, and if you just look at humility as like the, if, if you just look at that word and think about humiliation, so the willingness to be humiliated, um, that's, that's not a trend. That's not, I never yeah. has been a trend, I don't think. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say, I couldn't, if, so I gotta say it's not humble because if it was like, okay, if it is humble, give me yeah. your reasons why. I'm like, I have way more reasons. <laughs> why it isn't humble then yeah then it is humble so yeah. um no i can't say culture is, is is one of humility the american dream is one that's not necessarily a humble dream it sounds good especially when you yeah. tell it to the to the poor you know you can be anything come here but it's also it's a dream of like come here you can make it like you can make it not come here be a part of like something amazing come mm. here love others grow with others and and will be something together it's like come here like the, the, you come you make it you go from racks to riches or you come and you make a name for yourself it's that 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 whole thing is by nature i think uh a selfish dream and so uh that's why i'm like that, that that's kind of the underbelly of 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 uh of the culture so um i couldn't say it's one that, uh that our culture is humble and I'm sure like both of our perspectives are different just because we're both mm -hmm. in different like communities and environments. It was really helpful when you mentioned how the American dream is kind of focused on the thought of you doing it, like you build your own way, which I know I've heard that my whole life, but that was really interesting that kind of the main focal point is 
you know, you're making it as opposed to like come here and be a part of something that was really interesting that you mentioned it. Yeah, you know what? I know that's a big generalization, so I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe I could think about like my, you know, my college experience. You know, when I was going to college, my parents, who are devoted Christians, were just like, hey, go get your education, do well so that you can do well in life. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a great that's great advice from parents. That's motivational. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in that, I also see like, that's a little bit of that American dream piece. Like you mm. go do well, get yours. Um, and the hard thing for me with that. So this, and this is why I can say with maybe some confidence, like, hey, that's a little selfish because um, Jesus, when he came, like he did the exact opposite. Like the one, <laughs> the one who's at the center of Christianity. Yes. Uh, he came and was just like, I don't, I'm not even trying to, like, I could be like the number one on earth. I am yeah. the number one on earth, but I'm actually going to not even aspire to be like the one who I came from, like my father. I'm going to like be low. I'm going to wow. come in to serve. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I, I, you know, granted, you know, my, I, my, my parents didn't go to college. I come from a lower income neighborhood. I'm a black man going to college. So it's it, the statistics say, bro, you need to succeed so that mm-hmm. um, just for your family. Uh, for me, uh, that, that duty to my people comes into play. Um, but uh, so I understand that. But I also think there's something else there when I consider Jesus um, who didn't seek to like for himself. Yeah. Uh, there's a way to say like, hey, go. You're going to get a college education, do well, because God's going to use that to help others. That's a yeah. different, that's a totally different motivation. Yeah. Very different than like, just go get yours so that you can succeed. I want to make that caveat, that explanation as I talk about um, the culture of the American dream and, and humility. Well, thank you for making that. That was really helpful. And even as you're mentioning it, how it ended with, so God can use that. That was so, mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah. But even I, I would add, even in the fact and the reality that God does use things like that doesn't necessarily meet, make it easy. And so one thing that I would love to hear your perspective on is does humility come with a cost? And I asked that question because I've noticed, at least in my environment community, is that we like to do things that are easy. And so chasing the American dream may seem easier in a sense of like, oh, well, I'll just build my own way. I'll do this as opposed to what I've at least read in scripture where Jesus is all of a sudden making these statements where it's like, we're going out into different communities and people and we're sacrificing and we're loving people well. And so one question I have is, do you think humility comes with a cost? Yeah, I think humility comes with a great cost. I'll I'll say this first. When we... I see humility as a byproduct. So humility being a byproduct of, of like, so to try to be like, I'm going to try to be humble. Yeah. Uh, you just, you just kind of cross the line. That's going to make that hard because you got to focus on yourself. Yes. Right. And you got to measure everything that you do. You're measuring everything that you do. So you're putting a spotlight on yourself. Yeah. So that makes it tough. Yeah. When it's like, I'm going to try to be humble. Now that has its place in terms of like self-reflection and like, you know, at times, yes. 
But if you try to live like that, that's like, man, you just, you just thinking about yourself. <laughs> like that's going to yes. be tough. But I think it's a byproduct of one for the, for the Christian, it's a byproduct of full devotion to God. Mm. Um, and label with that. So it, it, this is similar to the greatest commandment, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second one, which is like, it, love others like you love yourself. Yeah. Um, and you just even remix that to say, love others like I have loved you. So with those things, it's like one, full devotion to God. And then two, when you have full devotion to other people, the byproduct of that is going to be like, you might, you're probably going to forget about yourself. Yeah. And like my, when the betterment of people and devotion to God is of more importance than my own well-being, um, then I, I can easily you know, forget about myself. I think it's a reason why Jesus, when he called his disciples, he was like, Hey, come with me and I will make you fishes of men. And said, Hey, come with me. And you'll be, this is, this is, this is significant. He didn't say, come with me and you will be like me. That was the common practice of a rabbi. Disciples yeah. would follow them and try to be exactly like that rabbi. And they would have to think like, am I being like the rabbi? But Jesus instead said, I'm actually make you fishes of men. The, 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 their perspective is not be like me per se, but like people, you're going to be someone pursuing people. And that's a small turn. Um, but I, I think that kind of turn, that kind of perspective where like, I'm going to be committed to people and I'm going to be committed to God. The byproduct of that will be humility. Um, uh, so even if you do, even if you're caring for yourself, right? So even if I'm just like, but what about self-care? Like I can get burned out, especially in this COVID world where yes. we're on screens and depression is up and all this yeah. stuff. Like I can get burned out. Like, don't I need to take some me time? Yes, you got to care for yourself. Yes. Uh, because you, the, the the second greatest command is love others like you love yourself. So if you, yes. <laughs> you're not taking yourself, that doesn't make any sense. Um but it's interesting. Now, this is this is how that's that that feels like a mystery to me. Like, wait, I need to care for myself, but I also need to be focused on others. Like yeah. those seem like they're at odds. Um, but in my life, what that's looked like is even when I'm thinking about myself, if I'm taking time out, I know that I'm gonna be better for people when I do that. There's very few characters in the Bible who I see who said yes to God or say yes to Jesus and did not, there was not a cost to it. Jesus, again, he recruited many disciples and many deserted him. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you got like you many deserted, And then your the closest one to you, one of them betrayed yeah. you. Another one, another one denied you. A lot oh of them goodness. ran away from you when you got arrested, bro. So the police <laughs> came and they was like, deuces, bro. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for the miracles. Yep. Thank you for the Pablos and fish. <laughs> but you got the popos on you. So I'm out. It's like, yes. That's like, I mean, that's humiliating, man. That's, uh, that's just a humiliate. Jesus lived a humiliated life. Yeah. Uh, the culmination of his life is him on the cross, tortured. Wow. That's humiliating. And his mom is there. And his yeah. some friends probably there. And they, that's humiliating. But then uh, I like the trajectory of Jesus' life where there's like this humiliation. He dies. He raises again. And then there's like the celebration the adoration of him yeah and what does he use the adoration for he uses it to defend us to like come back yeah. I'm just like come on man yeah humility isn't this like end goal of oh I just want to be known as a humble person there's this purpose mm -hmm. tied into it that's like we're we out of a relationship with Jesus are humble mm -hmm. but through that 
um, humiliation and through humility, we're actually helping other people experience him. Being with God is like playing a, a two-on-two pickup basketball game, and LeBron James is your <laughs> your uh, your uh, your teammate. Yes. Like, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna pass to LeBron and not even yes. worry about it. Like, you don't even much care about your game, how good you are, whether you can dribble. It's like I just need to like pass. Like, can I get yes. to him? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, I I think like being in the presence of God. Because there's hard things in life, but being yeah. in the presence of God and realizing how amazingly mm. strong He is, um, it's something about that that causes you just to like shrink under His shadow and be like, okay, I'm good here. Like there's security here. Yeah. Wow, I love that picture and that image, especially because I know a lot of us can just relate to that and be like, yes, we would pass it to it. Yes. And then also understanding, okay, we probably are not on the same level, or at least I am not. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to know your place. That's what I'll say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I play basketball, so I'm like, yes. I, would, I, would, I would want to shoot, but I'm like, yeah, maybe not. You know, <laughs> just a, maybe if he needs me, but otherwise, you know, bro, if you only when you tell me to, I'm gonna shoot it. Like it's going yes. to you first. You the first, I'm... second, third option. I'm, I'm fourth. Even though it's two of us, I'm the fourth. Yes. Option. You let me know, but I'm here. <laughs> yep. I love that. That's awesome. Well, one thing I would also love to hear is what is some of your maybe advice or even just like, what are some words that you have for people who are genuinely just feeling defeated and discouraged in this season? Mm. Mm. Wow, it's interesting to talk about humility and humiliation. Um, but then also to see that, man, this... this uh, pandemic and how things have changed and some people have lost people um, some folks lives are just forever different coming like in this currently um, and going forward um, yeah I I think for folk um, and your, your question was like, what do I have? Like, what would I say to um, folk in this season of, of life? Um, in this, it could be, so, yeah, however you want to speak to it. Yeah. Um, I, my favorite verse is a verse I try to live by. In as a flawed person, but try to live by. That's Philippians 3. Um, the end of Philippians 3, I believe it is, uh, where, where Paul just says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering. Um, I believe deep change in the world, like soul change, like changing the soul of society and the world. Um, and I believe that's like God level change, like change that God is doing. Yeah. Um, I think our part in that requires power. So Paul says, I want to know the power of the resurrection. 
Um, it requires suffering and a dedication to something outside of yourself. Um, and that goes back to what I said, like, I think a dedication to God, like someone who is more powerful than us, um, but also a dedication to like people and, yeah. and, and, and efforts outside of ourselves. Um, I actually believe this world will always, always need humble people. Um, um, I actually think it's a must. It's a need. I, I, yeah. If you look at some of the major movements and moral triumphs in the world, the end of the, the Holocaust, the end of apartheid, civil rights yeah. movement, all of these things happened because there were a, there were people, some some not Christian, a lot of a lot of major players, some uh, Christian. Um, yeah. When we talk about civil rights and even apartheid, but um, uh, but that that idea, because I so here's what here's, I'm gonna place this in like a thought about God. Mm-hmm. I would say God made humans a certain way, and He made us to be humble i think like that's what we are supposed to be like that's that's the good part of humanity yeah so everybody has access to do that right um everybody can can kind of give themselves things outside of themselves um uh i think christians have a view where it's like not only giving things outside of myself but i'm depending on god um uh and so one, I just think humility is going to be always necessary to see real significant change in the world. Look to the power of resurrection these days. There's power in resurrection. Um, and so as we continue in this pandemic, like there's going to be a lot of different chances for us to kind of get back up and keep yeah. going. In the worst conflicts I've been in when like I mean, I, and when I was, when I was a student, there was conflicts that our leadership had where we were yelling at each other and it seemed like the worst and people were humiliated. It was just, is a, it's difficult. But when we came out of that, right. So when we felt like, man, we done knocked each other down, but we've worked towards resolve, resolving things. And we came out of that and we're with each other. There was a strength that we had together. Wow. So, um, I, uh, I, I, I just think strength comes from uh, that. That's why the humble are strong, because a yeah. lot of times the humble are those who are willing to like go through it and come out the other side. I have loved our conversation through our conversation on humility. We have, of course, ended with the good news of Jesus and how mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. humility ends with strength, even though it really doesn't look like it in the moment. But yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Yeah, Ellie, I appreciate the time. This was this was very fun. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. It has been so encouraging to hear Brad's perspective on what it looks like to live out a faith of humility, a life filled with this faith that is humble but as we also discussed this humility is actually a place and an opportunity to have strength it's this reality that we have the gift of Jesus we have the gift of this good news of who Jesus is and how he wants a relationship with us but not just that we have the opportunity to get back up And so I am so grateful and I could go on and on about 
how this conversation has impacted me personally. But I want to say thank you to you, the listener, for joining us on another week and another episode of the Come and See podcast. And guess what? If you have enjoyed our conversation with Brad, I totally encourage you to check out his podcast, Art from Debris. It is something that is so impactful and definitely continues a lot of these conversations that's centered around the good news of Jesus. So I encourage you to check that out as well. Unfortunately, this is all the time we have for this episode, but don't worry. Go in peace and join us next time when we come and see.